0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: All right, I've currently got half a brain cell today, Dee, and I've shown up. <laughs> She's back after my <laughs> delayed flight, massive holiday. <laughs> It honestly felt like a month I was away. It only was like, what, 15, 16 days? It
2: felt like a year in my mind. Honestly. I missed you so much.
1: I missed you too, but I am not well She's not well, she's not here. (laughs) I'm like, I had the most hectic trip trying to get home from Japan. By the way, I went on holidays if you don't realise. Follow me on Instagram. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, it was a trip from Japan, to Japan for like two weeks and then I came back yesterday and... It just took so long to get home. It was like 24 hours in transit, which is so outrageous because it shouldn't take that long. But, you know, flights being cancelled by an airline <laughs> that rhymes with yeah. Met Bar.
2: <laughs> She's tired. She has just done this huge trip. Also, very fitting because we're going to be talking about it in this episode, but you did this huge trip with your partner.
1: Very first time um, that I had done an international holiday with Bay. Um, and there were a lot of learnings from this D. I I have to say, because I think I was up against a lot of challenges. Firstly, it was the first time he'd ever been outside of the country.
2: Okay. I find that bizarre, but fine. Move Secondly, on. Secondly, <laughs> it's
1: a country that the native language is not our own. Yeah. So that's tricky. Thirdly, I just learned a lot about myself and about him, I guess.
2: I feel like so many people will relate right now to what you experienced <laughs> because it is summer, at least here in Australia, yeah. um, which means it's holiday season. We've just had three years of a pandemic, so people are finally being able to travel. It's easier now. Thank God. So you might be going away like Pip did on your first holiday with your partner. Your first trip away is a couple and shit can go wrong lost luggage, I swear that happens every time, missed Mm. flights, delayed flights, issues with accommodation, waiting around for hours. Shit weather. Sickness, watching each other shit for
1: (laughs) throw up. So many people have done that. And, you know, it can make you better as a couple or it can break you.
2: Totally. That's like such a huge saying, like it'll make or break your relationship. So how the fuck do you make sure you thrive and not just survive your trip?
1: Honestly, I wish I had done this. Before I went away. But anyway, we're here now and we are going to collate the biggest star, 101 and ultimate guide to surviving your first holiday with Bay. Okay, realness, Pip. How was the trip? What happened? It was good. Loved it. But there were definitely times where it was so tense and we wanted to just strangle each other. And... Yeah, you kind of do see your partner in a different light in moments where you're just spending so much time together. You cannot physically get away and you rely on each other for so much stuff. It's it's so annoying as someone who's really independent. I hate that because I'm very self-reliant, whereas he was like relying on me mm. for so much stuff because like I knew the country really well. It's my third time there. Like I just had so much more prior knowledge and he literally had not left Australia before. So, even going through the airport, I was like, oh, you didn't know that this is a thing? Okay.
2: This has got a passport. Um, We're going you to show customs it now. You show it to the security card. If you have, you have an apple in. in your bag, I will murder you. Get rid He's of it. Like, babe, I thought you were supposed to.
1: Oh, my God. You know what? As well, even he was like making – he made like a bomb joke. And I was like, don't do that. Like, you just don't do that at an airport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: It's okay. not like this.
2: If that's just a small example, I can imagine the whole trip, especially because you were gone for so long. And Japan's <laughs> just such an intense country. It is, yeah. Well, um, the thing I think it works well for both of you is the fact that you already live together, so you know each other yeah. well. Yeah, But Stina messaged us on our Instagram because – She decided to take a caravan trip, the first trip with this guy that she was dating. They hadn't really spent much time together. Mm. Um, And let's just say
4: similar vibes, but it didn't end well. We were on a nine-day road trip, um, just the two of us in a caravan driving from Brisbane to Tasmania, and it went south. I feel like it went south for myself within the first day. By the second day, I was solidly like oh my god what have I done what have I got myself into um we couldn't stop fighting with each other we were just arguing um he worked away a lot and so a lot of our relationship was quite digital for the first few months that we were together so a lot of his little personality traits I couldn't see through texts and through phone calls so um I started noticing a lot of um little things about him where um his personal hygiene was non-existent. Almost, he wasn't brushing his teeth. He wasn't really showering. Um, he had really severe dandruff, and he wasn't doing anything to look after it. Even when I brought it up with him, I don't know. This is really—he used to suck on his fingers a lot. Like when he, he'd fall asleep with his finger in his mouth. Like there was things that were he was doing that were quite odd. Yeah and he didn't like that I needed alone time either so anytime that I would sort of like walk off and like go into a shop or go and get a coffee or do my own thing for five minutes he'd get really angry at me and be like why did you leave me behind why did you why did you just leave me standing there and he's 37 so I don't know um <laughs> what else I could have done but Um, It was very dependent on me being there for him and needing to entertain him solidly the whole time. And um, on the second last day of the trip, I ended up saying like, hey, this is obviously not working. And I work for an airline. So I have the opportunity to book very cheap flights. So I booked a flight for him and said, hey, yeah, I'm really sorry, but your flight leaves in two hours. You need to go to the airport now. And we haven't spoken since. (gasps) It's brutal, but it
2: had to happen. <laughs> there is so much within her story.
4: No, good for
2: her for booking the flight. Like, <laughs> like no, just the fact that who does that? Who just
1: goes? I know. By the way, babe, he's a flight seer. It's a huge power move. F- <laughs> I could not pull that off myself, but um, it sounded like it was necessary, and I'm glad that didn't happen to me. I already knew what I was getting into. Yeah, you knew about the finger sucking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wonder what it is in particular about going on that first trip away, that first holiday that people just consider it a make or break. Like I've had friends who were so solid, like really good couples go away on a holiday, like a huge month long trip, come back and break up.
1: Yeah, no, it's a total pressure cooker moment for both people and it really kind of like rips the lid off like each personality type and how they mesh well in stressful situations. And we spoke to couples therapist uh, Liz Neal about it and yeah, she said it's all about that moment of like cooperating and finding compromise.
0: When you're away together, you're constantly having to make decisions. A lot of the trip is already planned but a lot of the time you're in in a new environment that often neither of you have been there And so you're constantly trying to kind of make decisions to respond to stuff that comes up. And it really reveals how much a couple cooperate with each other under those conditions. And so if you're in a relationship where you're quite cooperative and your partner's quite cooperative, then it has a real potential to make for a really great memory. On the flip side, if there's push and pull and there's competition and there's conflict that arises, then it can really kind of create bad memories. Totally. I feel like depending
2: on what holiday you're on, (laughs) I went on one where I was in Iceland Mm. in a van for two weeks with my partner in a snowstorm. It was in December. And I definitely saw a new light to him. That was like, like we've been saying, a full pressure cooker. But you see them in this way that you haven't seen them before and dealing with like really stressful situations. And yeah, Liz says you can either see them in a really positive way or you can see them in a really negative way. i
0: going to be really finding out how someone copes under pressure, how someone copes when things go wrong. Does that person stay resilient and go with the flow and able to manage and, and have an attitude of, you know what, that's fine. We'll be able to sort this out. Or, and that would be a new light in those stressful circumstances that is positive. But at the same time, then you might look at your partner kind of losing it or getting really frustrated with airline staff or watching them interact with others when things go wrong. And you might be looking at them kind of thinking, wow, like I really don't like that approach, right? <laughs> so you you do, you have these unusual circumstances that you're observing your partner in.
1: Yeah, and seeing that really
5: shit side to somebody, this happened to Amy. So I'd been dating my ex-girlfriend for a year and a half before we first went on a trip together, you know, it was COVID and there wasn't really much possibility to travel. And I feel like I saw a completely (laughs) different side of her, maybe not completely different, you know, of course there were clues before, but I just finally saw the extent to which that could go because she got so angry at me and really aggressive and accused me of not putting in enough energy to plan an itinerary and decide where we would go. She wanted, she honestly just brought so much stress to the whole experience. Like everything had to be perfect and we had to see everything and definitely not my style. It was really way too overwhelming and not a nice travel experience. So my strongest memory was after she yelled at me for like an hour in our hotel. And I was on the the rooftop kind of restaurant, honestly, just crying because it was so overwhelming. I just felt like, who the fuck am I dating? Okay, that sounds awful. Yeah.
2: But I do want to say that sometimes these really stressful situations can make you see a really nice side to someone. Yeah, And this happened to Angie, who was on her first holiday with her partner. They did this big
6: Road trip in a van. We got like 20 k's out of town, and the car just like went into limp mode. (laughs) Yeah, and we weren't going anywhere, so we're like frantically going around to all of the mechanics trying to see if anyone could help us. We just kind of had to hang around and wait. So yeah, our whole road trip pretty much like went out the window. And then we finally got the car seen to, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like your turbos wrecked because the guy who serviced the car like left a rag in the turbo." So so yeah, it was like all, all shredded. And then when we tried to get home, um, like our flight got cancelled because the plane broke down.
2: I feel like everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah. It's like Murphy's Law for Angie on this trip. Yeah.
1: Didn't you just cover that as well when I was away?
2: Yeah. Mm. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong, which happened to her. But she ended up loving her partner so much more for it because... The way that he handled it, she was just so impressed by it.
6: I think we actually handled it, like, really, really well. So he's, like, super calm and, like, collected and... I knew that, like, when we first started dating, but this, like, really, um, like, put it to the test, I think. So it was good to see, because I, like, he didn't, like, lose his mind, and I think it was good for him to see me only lose it a little bit. Literally everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, like, like all this money, like, everything. Um, and I think we just navigated it really well as a couple, and, like, afterwards,
1: I felt like a lot more, um, like, secure and, like... Like, more trust. Yeah, Zoe had the exact same experience. Like, her partner showed her so much kindness in a really stressful situation.
3: Me and my partner went on a road trip that was about eight and a half hours long. And about halfway through, I realised I've left the keys to the holiday house at home. I was having a full mental breakdown, a full panic attack, a full cry. And my partner managed to stay so calm and collected. I was so grateful for it. It actually made our relationship stronger because we both realized that we could bounce off each other in those moments where we're distressed and could kind of rally for the other person.
2: So yeah, like we just heard, shit could go wrong, but you could end up seeing your partner in the most incredible, positive light, have so much admiration for them. You love them even more. Mm. But what we wanna do in this episode
1: is prepare you for the worst. That's what you gotta do before a holiday. So get ready because we have got your ultimate survival kit.
2: So there's a lot we need to cover here, Pip. Yes. Let's break it up. So with Liz, we're going to go through tips for before,
1: Mm -hmm. tips for during, and tips for after. I have so much to say for during and after because I was (laughs) just there. So I'm going to cut in when necessary, but mostly it's going to be Liz.
2: (laughs) Okay, so tip number one for before. Liz says make sure you have planning conversations.
0: You need to make sure that you have lots of points in time that you're sitting down together and planning because you really want to have the expectations laid out and so obviously sitting down and figuring out you know do we want to plan something each day or are we going to wing it quite often either both people will be sort of co-acting in the planning but it's also okay if one person wants to take the lead with the planning But if that's the case, then you really want the other person to be complementary, right? So if one person, if there's an assumption, one person's taking the lead with the planning, rather than getting to the end and then kind of, being resentful that they weren't able to plan things that they they wanted. We want to make the assumption, yeah, that the, the, the other person's kind of willing to go along with what's been planned. What was it for you? Who oh did all the God. planning? Yeah, You, it,
2: obviously. I mean, okay. I can his... tell by the bags under your eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you
1: so much. Um, Yeah, I feel like in my partner's defence before this holiday, um he was really good at like being like really strict on like being like we have to sit down and do this oh and good I was, that's like, amazing I was really really like chill and lazy and just be like oh yes but I'm so tired but he was really good at that but during the trip I felt like I did a lot of the, like okay well I think we should go here and do this and have like those landmark days like in the calendar being like this is where we're doing certain things a schedule things. And I think Liz mentioned the compliment, complimentary bit is so important because mm. when there's one person who's taking the lead and they feel a bit resentful about it, which was me, um, yeah, by the end of it, I was just like, all right, babe, what are we doing next? Like, you got this. Take the lead, please. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I was just so tired by the end of it. I just wanted somebody else to, like, take that responsibility off my hands.
2: I would have snapped and been like, what are you planning next? <laughs> We actually had um, someone called Maddie message us and she was like, I'm about to go to Mexico for three weeks with my partner for the first time. But she was like, he's organizing everything, planning everything. She was so happy that he was doing that. And he wanted to. He was Mm. like, this is my, I actually like this better Mm. than the actual trip itself. And she was like, I'm just here for the ride. You tell me where to show up, what to do. And it just works for them. So for
1: couples, it can Mm -hmm. really work if one person's just like taking charge. Yeah. And just like bring a bag, be part of the experience. I think part of me wants that. But I also know that part of me is like slightly like, no, I know exactly what I want to do. And that's what my partner kept saying to me. He was like, you enjoy doing this. You're in charge. He he was like, you love this. And I was like, no, I don't. But I was like, maybe I do. I I would not. The control freak
2: in me would be like, I need to know what's happening every single day.
1: Oh, same.
2: Constantly. Where are we staying?
1: Yeah. What's, like, the, what's, what's the star the, review? What's like the, what are yeah. we eating? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, I could never. Yeah, yeah. What's the landmark I could never we're going just be like, to? no, you
2: organize everything, babe. I'll just come for the ride. You're so right. In I, couldn't do, I couldn't do world? that. I can't do that.
1: How do I deal with being resentful about doing it, but knowing that I couldn't have it any other way? Liz? Liz? Like, Liz, please help It's too late. Me. It's too late. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate this. I'm such a contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, another thing that we um, definitely should have worked out before going away was like money and working out who was paying for what, forgetting what was getting paid for because we were just drinking and having so much fun that we just totally didn't even know like who owes each other money and whatnot. And that was like a real stress point.
0: Having conversations about money. So, you know, who is paying for what? Is there a 50-50 split? What are the, what are the expectations around the, the money? I feel like just like you were saying, Pip, the money thing
2: is such a huge thing and such a big conversation that you need to have. But like Liz said, it's expectations around that. And expectations play such a huge part in why conflict and arguments and fights happen on trips away. Mm.
0: Where conflict arises, conflict by definition is a difference in expectations. So we have different expectations. We try to talk about it and that's when we get into conflict. So the more that is laid out prior to going about expectations around money, expectations around the itinerary, expectations around who you might be catching up with or visiting or seeing so that there's sort of no surprises as much as possible.
1: I think that's one part of the holiday that we did really nail because we were pretty good at planning and Mm. I had, like, a really good idea of what I wanted and he sort of did too. That helps your expectations because if you plan well and you know what's coming and then you leave a few days, like, for, like, random spontaneous fun... It's a good balance. Well,
2: that's what Liz said. She was Mm. like, make sure as well, because obviously you can't control everything, like we said. (laughs) Shit happens. Things go wrong. You've got to be
0: flexible. We can't always plan for everything. And so a real willingness to be flexible when things don't go to plan, that's also really another tip and really important thing as well.
2: Okay, now we've got our tips for you for during your holiday or your trip away. I just have to say, we had a lot of people message us when mm-hmm. we posted about it on Instagram saying snacks. I back this to the fullest. I am a hangry bitch.
1: Yeah. No, totally. Like, you you actually are just not yourself when you're depleted of sugar, carbs, all the good stuff. Make sure you
2: have a snack ready to go, especially if you're doing a hike or something, like
1: some huge walk. Uh, and especially for someone like you who has, like, a lot of intolerances if you're going oh, to a country that has, God. like, not that food, pack that shit. Sorry, I'm yelling. But that would
2: also be on me. I'd be packing it all. <laughs> um, a lot of other people recommended games, bring a lot of board games, bring a lot of like things to do. But then another thing that Liz recommended was card games. Oh. So like not the card games where you're playing card games, but like card games where you're reading out questions to each other. So you get to know each other on a deeper level. Oh,
1: I really like that. Yeah, yeah that's really cute. What about like phones? Because I feel like social media is such a big part of a holiday in the modern era I guess and I personally do am a content creator she's a content girly I'm a content girly I like to she loves a tiktok edit I love (laughs) to edit videos photos I love taking photos and when I was with my partner in Japan like They're just not the biggest photo taker and they're just like, people like live on their phones and they never get their heads out of their screen. Like he's really cynical about it. Whereas I'm literally like, and like, (laughs) I kind of felt bad asking for photos sometimes. I feel like I'm your partner. I get so annoyed
2: when people are always on their phones and taking photos on holidays. Mm.
1: I am that bitch that's like, Mm.
2: live in the moment. Okay. Why are we even here? You're not going to get the shot. Live in the moment. I am that.
1: I think, um, yeah, that's something you should talk about with your partner, maybe. If you are the kind of person that loves to get a snap, maybe give them like a little heads up and be like, there will be moments where I need you to do a burst and I will choose a good one.
2: <laughs> Liz says that she sees this with her couples all the time. She oh, yeah. says that it ruins holidays because people will constantly just be on their phones or laptops or... Continuing
1: to do work? Oh yeah, that's a
0: big no. It's quite common that I will see couples who debrief bad memories on holidays because they don't get rid of the technology. And one person keeps checking emails and says, I've just got to do a little bit of work. And the other person's kind of saying, but wait a minute, we're on holidays. I thought, you know, you wouldn't be doing any work, that kind of thing. So having phones and laptops and you know, iPads and all that kind of stuff is quite typically problematic because you're there to spend time together. And so recognize knowing what the expectations are around that as well. And if you need to do a little bit of work kind of thing, then it, it's going to be laid out.
2: Oh, my God, Pete you might have actually crossed paths with Sophie. Oh. She DM'd us because she just got back from Japan and had a really stressful time with her partner. But I was like, oh, my God, imagine if you've just got, because you're always on your phone, obviously, a photo and Sophie's <laughs> just like in the background with her partner. Maybe
4: she it was. was.
6: So
3: this kind of trip to Japan was pretty hectic. Like it was two weeks and it was chockers. But I'm the kind of person that, I can go with the flow a little bit, but my partner, he's a bit more structured um, and routine. So I think the uncertainty of traveling was a bit of a challenge for him. And then myself too, of how to kind of be a supportive partner, but you're kind of pushing through it because you want to maximize and make the most of the time that you're having away. It got to about day 10 and I could just tell he was on edge and I went, what's up? What's, What's wrong? Like I can just, I know that something's up because I'm just a bit shocked at how Tiring, like how tiring this is, and that you know he spends, he's got his own business, so he spends a lot of his time by himself. Whereas I'm, I work for a company and we're social all day. Um, so being with someone and talking to someone most of the, like pretty much the whole time, which I talk
1: a lot, was a bit of a challenge for him. The alone time thing Mm. is such a big thing when you're going on holidays even if you're like extroverted like me and you love people and love being around people like you just need to spend some time away from your partner and that's something that I really learned from this holiday like I was really like okay we need a separate day from each other you take the wi-fi I'll go over here and do my thing you do your thing because you just It's like unnatural being around like somebody that much. And it kind of reminded me of being like in isolation in COVID, right? Like where you were just like, oh my God, I literally can't get away from this person. It's the
2: smallest things that start to annoy you so much about this person. And you're like, do I even love this person anymore? (laughs) Like, should I, should we break up? Because the way that they say hi really annoys me. I was
1: literally about to say like a slight inflection that I'm like, well, what was that about? And they would be like, nothing. I didn't mean it. And I'm like, I heard heard the tone. I heard the tone. The tone change. I heard a tone change. And I'm very sensitive right now. On the record,
2: for anyone listening, do not hire a van and go around Iceland in the snow season, just the two of you, with three hours of sunlight a day. I wanted alone time. Mm. Where was I to go? I remember one time, (laughs) I think we broke up like five times. There was one time where I opened the door to like storm out and I, I stormed out and there was just snow up to here and I was like... Oh, and then had to just come back into the
1: Because you you couldn't (laughs) Couldn't go go anywhere. anywhere.
2: Would not recommend. Do that trip solo.
1: And Liz says that alone time is so, so, so key. It's
0: not going to suit everyone, right? Some people will say that they don't want to spend any time apart. And some people, if they kind of have an anxious attachment, might really struggle with that. So that's kind of one thing to watch out for. But I think it's a really great thing because it allows you to then come back together and have conversations, right? And if you have got time apart, it allows you to tell a story to each other, right? It allows you to kind of have conversation. It allows you to have stimulating conversation when you come back together. So it keeps kind of a little bit of novelty and mystery because otherwise, yeah, you know, by the kind of maybe fourth or fifth day or week, you know, you start to get a bit sick of each other. And and then there might be this sort of reactive need for space rather than a a prepared need for space and if it's a reactive need for space that's probably not going to feel very good so preparing to have even if it's not necessarily every day but something that is suitable and comfortable and pre-planned then I think it's a really healthy thing is to have a bit of alone time
1: what Liz was saying about doing the debrief afterwards because you actually spent time away So true. And um, when we had time away and he got home that night, he was like, you'll never believe what happened. It was so funny. Um, But he was walking back to our apartment and he was like, oh, I got approached by this like woman who was like trying to get me to come into her like massage parlor. And like she was like showing him all the girls on like the pamphlet and her phone. And he was like, she definitely came up to me because you weren't with me. And she was like single hot man. And I was like, lol. That's so funny. I was like, you should have got
2: a massage, babe. Go. so you didn't get one (laughs) why not anyway
1: so that's exactly something that can happen you know when you're by yourself and then yeah you can have that little storytelling moment and it's nice
2: I love that so much I feel like Sophie had a similar thing they had they ended up having like time apart but it was when her partner was running so he would go for runs and then they would catch up and have a coffee and like talk about it and talk about what he saw but yeah she definitely says that next time separation is a hundred percent going to become part of the schedule
1: I hate to bring it back to White Lotus, but Ethan running every morning in Italy. Ethan! uh I don't I haven't seen the finale. Don't say anything. (laughs) I know something bad has happened to him or he has done something bad. I don't know.
2: I think it's inevitable that an argument is probably going to happen. There's going to be some sort of a tiff, a fight, tension, whatever. Mm. For me, it was constant on the trip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because. There was nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, but I think what we need is some tips on how to deal when
0: an argument comes up. When you start realising that you're in an argument, sometimes we, we want to sort out the problem and there's this real drive and urge to, to sort of deal with it, but it doesn't usually go well and, and that and that intensity usually just increases the conflict and it intensifies it. So once you realise you're not seeing eye to eye, the be, the first thing to do really is to recognise that and say, you know what? we're misunderstanding each other we'll probably be able to sort this out like let's just let's just hold off I think I've miscommunicated what's important to me let's just take a break so you need to have a little break ritual and again maybe talking about that beforehand and so when when you sort of get in that moment having a break ritual spending time away at least kind of 30 minutes away not thinking about the fight Right, so going and taking a walk, or listening to a podcast, or doing something else where you're not ruminating about the misunderstanding, that's really important. So you can kind of come back and and recognize this is what I had expected. I was expecting that this this is what we might do. Because again, remember, conflict is about different expectations. So realizing, I think this is where we've gotten stuck because this is what I had expected, but perhaps I I was wrong in that expectation. What was your expectation? And then what you do is you want to sort out and find out and be able to sort of come to consensus about what the difference in expectations, because then you can move forward with it. And when we say silly things and, you know, we might kind of, overreact we kind of again want to own that and say you know I'm sorry I overreacted before I was really impatient I'm sorry I was really negative or I'm sorry I wasn't listening to you or I'm sorry I got really defensive or I'm sorry I accused you of this you know I am really sorry and let's hit the reset button and move forward and let's enjoy the rest of the trip but that I'm sorry part needs to be reciprocated
1: didn't hear much of that word in my trip did I
0: you're like, wow. Like mostly wait, I, I was, was saying the sorry. Where was my sorry?
1: I Honestly, I had a really great time. People did not get twisted. <laughs> it was great. There were just moments. <laughs> um, but you know, like something actually that I thought of afterwards as well. Like I was saying before, my partner had never been to Japan. First time out of Australia. And something I think you don't realize um, on your first trip to a country where they don't speak your language is that it's so tiring because you are constantly fielding like – um, whether you're being appropriate in their culture, being mm. respectful, not understanding what people are saying, having to do the the mental work of like, oh, my God, this situation is kind of awkward if I don't know There's what they're saying to me. So much
2: fatigue. There's yeah. so much like mental exhaustion happening. Totally.
1: And that's what Liz um, mentioned to us as well. Like there are different types of exhaustion.
2: Okay, now we're up to the tips for after. And you know we love a debrief.
1: I love a debrief. We're always like sex after care debrief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so obsessed with doing like a, okay, what was your highlight? What was your low light? Like, what was your favorite meal? Like, I'm obsessed with doing that. Did
2: you think I looked really cute on that day when you took the photo that you didn't want to take? (laughs) But I forced you to take it. Like, thoughts. Did I look good?
1: Exactly. And this is so important for a holiday. I think that Liz agrees, you know, like, it's
0: good for you to clear the air, especially if there
1: were more lowlights than highlights.
0: I think it's a really good, important thing to kind of talk about what each person thinks went well. What was the part of the trip that you kind of felt was best, either in terms of interesting for you or in terms of as a couple, how we managed? And you do want to find out if anyone's harboring any resentment, right? And so you probably want to find out, was there any part of the trip that you felt let down by me or disappointed by me or surprised about something I did? Because if it doesn't get talked about and it's swept under the carpet, then it might get held onto, so really kind of willingness to be sort of vulnerable in that sense and and have heart to heart about it it gives the other person the opportunity to acknowledge I didn't realize perhaps then that you felt let down, and I'm sorry that when I went off and did my own thing, I didn't check that that was okay with you, for instance. So being able to review and recognize with the beauty of hindsight, maybe this is what I would have done differently.
2: So I just want to gently circle back to Stina. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For if, if you listening, I got an email today from someone in a PR company saying, just want to gently circle back to my previous email.
1: Makes me want to vomit. Sickening. Like do not ever. Email speak.
2: No, <laughs> uh. Anyway, I anyway. want to gently circle back to Steena. Yeah,
1: Steena, who was the one who had the caravan story and the dandruff and the thumb <laughs> the sucking. <thumb-sucking. laughs> and it
2: was just and a whole thing. the flight home. <sighs> so like in hindsight i think maybe too soon for a triple way they didn't know each other they'd just been mm. like messaging online mm. um and like a lot of you got in touch to tell us that you regretted having a holiday with your bay too soon so i want to know like can you ever jump into a trip too quickly with someone
0: i don't think so i think the timing is probably going to be less of an issue than the personality of each person you know so I think can, it, there's going to be positives and negatives about going early on a trip with someone, right? You know, you, you will have couples who travel early together and they do, they realize we just got along so well. We, we cooperated really well. It was so easy. Everything was so, so easy together. We've turned towards each other all of the time. And that's going to be a really, really positive beginning of a relationship. And then for other people, that you turn against each other under those conditions and in that case, unless that gets repaired, perhaps then that would be detrimental to the future of the relationship, but unless it gets repaired, right? So if they're creating bad memories at the beginning of the relationship, they're probably going to be creating the same kind of bad memories at some other point in time. So it's probably more of a revelation, revealing their personality than their relationship. Okay, before we wrap this episode
2: up, mm. so many people got in touch with us to say, I saw my partner's true colors on our trip away. I saw my partner's reactions. I saw how they were. I never saw that side to them when we went on this holiday. And what I want to know is do you actually see that person's quote unquote true colors? Mm. Or are you just seeing them dealing with really shitty, stressful circumstances?
1: Yeah, like we were saying before, like it's a total pressure cooker situation. You're put into a Brand new environment, and you're dealing with so many stresses like lost luggage, losing your keys, language fatigue, getting lost, period, hormones, being hungry, being hangry. (laughs) Yeah. Like just losing your mind and being stuck with somebody for like, you know, however many weeks or months. It's a lot. Yeah. So would
2: you necessarily say that
0: that's someone's true colors? I don't know. I think you're seeing your partner's true response under unusual stressful circumstances. (laughs) So like it's a bit of both really, right? So I personally think it's not necessarily what happens when when we're under pressure like that, but I, I personally think it's the it's the owning of it. So Sure. Yes. Someone might be really, as I say, you know, rude with dealing with a airline person because the flight's been delayed or something. But if they come back and say, actually, I feel really embarrassed about how I spoke to them. I was, I was really tired, but I feel really bad about it. I think that would be true colors that you would want to see right? So you're seeing that someone's human, we're not all going to remain calm and patient all of the time. But I think being able to see someone's self-awareness around that would be a really positive thing.
1: I have something to say, Dee. I think all the stories and the messages that we got for this episode, um, a lot of these issues were coming up in caravan situations. So fair warning, if you're about to do a road trip for your summer holiday with Bay. Make sure you listen to this (laughs) podcast. Send it to somebody.
2: Yeah, as someone who was in a van for two weeks, you, I back that. Yes. Oh my god, we somehow did it with our combined two brain cells. I can't believe it. I feel like it's one brain cell now.
1: Yeah, one brain cell by the end (laughs) of sharing.
2: (laughs) No, Pip and I are literally living off. No sleep, adrenaline, it's the end of the year, we're exhausted, we're yeah. tired, and this is the last episode. We're sad about we're it.
1: We're sad about it, but, but it's also, been such a good year. So happy to have a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed, like, listening to this. It's been, like, super fun producing it and, yeah. Yeah,
2: we've had the best time. Um, We're not going to be back till, I think, Feb. Mm. So stick around. If you've hated it, at least you've got a break (laughs) from us. (laughs) Don't come back if you hated it. (laughs) But if you love us to death uh, and you miss us, we're going to be posting a whole bunch of content on our Instagram. Make sure you're following. Keep an eye out at Triple J The Hookup. And you can also, if you come up with any topic suggestions over the break, um, guests that you want us to interview for next year, definitely, definitely reach out. And you can email us at
1: the hookup at abc.net.au. But fair warning, we probably won't reply to like Jan yeah Finn. my out of office is on it is o o o season bitch ooh,
0: my <laughs> God, okay, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>